Very interesting. All right, let's get into uh, positioned authority and um, uh, we uh, we were talking about, we ended up last week, we were talking about you can't hustle authority. And I uh, just wanted to highlight this because uh, uh, James came up at the end and he talked about uh, the, like military uh, position. He, he talked about let's see, position stripes versus earned. Is that right? So it's earned stripes and position stripes. So position stripes is you didn't really earn them. How's it? Go ahead, go ahead. You go to the mic. Yeah, I want to make sure I got it right. Hey, Amen. Uh, so, so you have, I was earned authority and given authority. Okay. So your earned authority is what you get from your stripes. But yeah. you've earned it. Right. right. Like so, you've paid. Right. You, you paid your dues. You passed the test. You got the stripes. Right. But that doesn't mean you have authority. You have earned authority and given authority. Like you'll give me authority even if I have less stripes if I respect you. Right. So that, that's the concept. So, so what's the goal? Which one do you want? I, I want the, the, the given authority. Right, not just. I mean, the earned authority. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I mixed that up, didn't I, David? Yeah, I did. It, I flew it. So, so your, your, your given authority is your stripes. Right. Even though you so did you get earn that, them. You get that. Right. You, you still earn them. You, you could have passed the test and still have the stripes. You're right. going to be given it, but you're given that authority because of your stripes. So people respect you only because of your Because you have your stripes, correct. But the... But the given authority is they respect you, you whether you have stripes or not. Correct. Right. right. Me, me and David both served in the Air Force, so we, we understand okay. that. Okay, that's right. And Kalina, I right, where, uh, uh, just want to throw this out here for Sister LaBarba. We respect the Army, too. <laughs> all right, so, so we got all these military people, so they should be like the most consistent folk in the church, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right, because they know the they know the difference, right? So if y'all see any of these people acting a fool, yeah. So we could tell they skipped some steps, um, but I thought that that was powerful. So that kind of brings us to what we're going to talk about today: understanding uh, leadership and spiritual authority. Understanding leadership and spiritual authority. No, we we've been talking about position authority versus spiritual authority. Right, and so we were saying, like, you know, uh, I can give you the position, but I can't give you the authority, right? And that's what that's what, that's what triggered that thought for you, you know. That's something that you have to get uh, through your relationship with God, right? Exactly, you know, because you know you have some people who, uh, uh, and we were talking about this uh, just recently, you know, like. You know, some people are good at uh, answering questions, especially people that's, you know, uh, basically been emotional a lot in their life and they've had to seek counseling. So they learn how to master answering questions. So they'll tell you whatever you want to hear. So that's the person that'll have an interview and get the job, right? Because they know how to answer the questions. The challenge is when it's time to do the job and if something comes up that's not on the script, that person's going to lose their mind, Right? You know, and so, so the goal is we really want to be genuine at every step. We're talking about this in a Bible study fellowship. We, uh, so LaBarbera had asked a question about how, you know, so some people went on the mountain. He had the 70 plus Aaron and his sons and Joshua. You know, they, were, they, they went to another level. And then, of course, Joshua got up with Moses, but Moses actually went 
and got the, uh, the, uh, the tablets. And so I likened it to the outer courts, the inner courts, and the holies of holies, right? Everybody couldn't go into the holies of holies, but everybody couldn't get to the outer courts, and everybody, some people couldn't even get to the inner courts. Some people weren't even at the tabernacle. <laughs> you, know, you know, they probably fall out before they even get anywhere near the tabernacle, right? But, so, but a lot of us want to skip to the holies of holies, but we don't want to go through the outer court and the inner court. Some of us don't want to even show up at the tabernacle. We want to Zoom call into the holies of holies. <laughs> Just Zoom me in, you know what I'm saying, right? Uh, but to, but it, it costs something. And so we'll talk about a little bit of that today in understanding leadership and spiritual authority. And this is the thing. You can't get around the qualifications for authority. You can't get around them. Um, they're sanctification, obedience, and revelation. Sanctification, obedience, and revelation. That's the, those are the qualifications qualifications we're going to talk about for spiritual authority. And so you remember, you remember we talked about this in a spiritual authority, so I'm going to slip some of that in from class. So, you know, layer learning, right? And remember when uh, Moses took out the Egyptian? But, but he, he was operating a level of authority as a protector because that was his gifting, right? You know, his, I mean, that was going to be his future. He was going to save, save the uh, the children of, uh, of Israel, right? Uh, Moses killing the Egyptian was before his, the cross and the resurrection. See, he had to go out into the wilderness and go through some things. He had to purge out the things that he had, uh, that he had taken on when he was raised by the Egyptians because that was going to get in the way of what God wanted to do. You know, we, I think we talked about this recently too. Sometimes... Sometimes it's hard for us to navigate uh, in doing what God wants to do because of our intellect or because of our education or because of our experience, because we're constantly looking through the lenses of our experience. So I was, I was sharing this with somebody recently, and I, and I was sharing, sharing with them that I said, well, I said, well, I didn't grow up in church. Now, when I was, at the, uh, when I was raised with the foster parents, they sent me to Sunday school. They didn't take me. They sent me. So... You know, I, I, I don't know. I told you one day Jesus was God. Next day, the Holy Spirit was God. Next day, God was God. I'm confused. I was like, well, which one is God? Because I'm a kid. You know, no one's there walking me through it. So I'm like, man, I thought I had it last week. And then you, now he's somebody else. Then they hit me with the, I remember these words. Uh, he's omniscient. He's omnipresent. And he's omnipotent. I was like, okay, so he's God. There's God, God. Jesus, God. Holy Spirit, God, omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. I was like, you know, this, this is confusing. I don't know who this guy is right now. Um, so I really didn't understand, I, but I knew there was a God. So I lived, mo lived most of my life like there is a God. But, but I wasn't being discipled and I wasn't being taught, so I'm kind of making moves on my own. I, I heard about an age of accountability, so I figured I got until 12. I can just sin like I want to. And then my parents, they're going to deal with the heat. You know, then, then I started to finagle. Was it 12 or 13? I think it was 13. No, no, hold on, no. I'm saying I, I didn't want to really know. I just kind of changed it to 13 because I was 12 already. So it's like, it's probably 13. Yeah, it's 13. It's 13. You know, so I'm, I'm doing this by myself, right? So there's some things that I didn't know. But see, when I got locked into the kingdom, I took it for face value. I didn't bring 
my religion or I grew up in church or, you know, I was taught this and I was taught that. I actually saw it for what it was, but I was looking through a purity or innocence of teach me. Well, you had other people growing up with me. They were looking through the lenses of, well, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. You know, uh, that's not what Pastor uh, uh, Reverend Jimmy told us back in the day. Uh, I'm not feeling that. So they're looking through the lenses of their religion, their tradition, uh, their experience. So it's kind of hard to process things when you always bring in your ego to the table. You bring in self to the table, right? It's just kind of hard to process things. And so we got to go through our cross um, and then be resurrected, right? Because what happens is what Moses did on the front end was all natural strength. What he did on the back end, going through that sea, was spiritual strength. We want to operate in spiritual strength, spiritual authority, not our own natural. We're putting too much in our hands. And some of us have been living in our own protective custody for the longest. You know what the hard part about evolving in the kingdom is us. We ain't died to self. Because we're afraid if I let go of self, I'm going to lose it all. And I just got a hold of me. You know, now you're asking for me to give you the reins? Oh, no, 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 no. People have done played me, betrayed me. This is the key. They played and betrayed me, not God. See, the Holy Spirit would have anticipated what, what, what was going to happen and guided me past or through or navigated me through it. But no, Keith was doing that. Now, y'all think I'm talking about Keith, but I'm talking about a lot of us. So, so, yes, we've come and positioned ourselves in the kingdom, but we haven't laid our life down so God can resurrect it, pick it up, and use it the way he wants to. So, we're just in a position, but we're not operating in authority. And, and, and some of us, yes, debt and distress ain't beating us down, but fear is, is, is snatching our lives. Like, we're, we're, we're afraid to move forward. See, I lived my life growing up. I was trained, don't trust nobody. So I, I walked on a, anywhere I went. Mm-hmm, that's what your mouth say. You open your mouth. Like, I'm not even really listening. I'm, I'm only looking for actions. I'm not taking nobody's word for nothing. I do not trust you, right? And but when I started to grow in the kingdom, I realized I'm, I'm, I still don't trust people. I trust God. So I can move forward in my life because I'm moving forward with God. Because if we keep, the Bible says, he that studies the wind shall not sow. That's the farmer looking for favorable conditions. Keep looking, you won't find them. You only find God that can help you through whatever the condition is. Right? But we're waiting for certain conditions before we move forward, before we let go of the reins. You going to catch me? We'll prove you're going to catch me. Well, can I get a written guarantee that you're going to catch me? Well, could I get that? Could you email that to me, text it to me, then send it to me? I need it notarized, you know, and then once it's notarized, I need a a seal, seal on it, mail it to a certain location, have it locked up in a safe so nobody else can touch it. Then maybe I'll let go of the ring. Right. But we're not going to we're not going to get where we're going. So God's trying to break us of that. Right. And so Moses went through that process. See, he had to go through a process. So after the burning bush and revelation, he started, he, he started to operate in authority where he could lead millions and destroy all the Egyptians. See, we have to take up our cross like Moses had to take up his. Right. You know, deny yourself what? 
take up your cross and follow him. We have to take up our cross um, and experience our resurrection to operate in true authority, right? See, this is the thing. Before we do that, a lot of times we think our authority is, is decided by others' judgments. Or we think it's decided by our own judgments. Let's look at this, let's look at this scripture here. Uh, this is my, my favorite scripture when I was working in corrections with the youth. But 2 Corinthians 10. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10. And we're going to lock in here on verse 12. It says here, for we dare not make ourselves of the number. You know, that's, that's a conformity scripture, right? Or commit or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. So we're not comparing ourselves with people that's established their own judgment or they're, they're, they're not playing off of God's standard. They're playing off their own standard. It says, it says so we, it says dare not make ourselves of the number or, or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. It says now after the colon, it says, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Right? It says, so we dare not to do compare ourselves with others or compare ourselves by our own measure. Right? So this is the, this is the key here. The key here is a man's value before God is not decided by others' judgment nor by his own judgment. Right? It's measured by the revelation he receives from God. Man's value is, the, is measured by the revelation he receives from God. See, because I'm not going to get revelation unless I go, if I go through the, the outer court, the inner court, and enter into the holies of holies with God. Right? So I go deep in with God. See, because I can't fake revelation. I can fake information, the front information. I can make it all sound good. But revelation from God is different. It pierces the heart of man. See, information or articulation or, you know, charisma, that tickles your head. It may make you feel good, but it don't change your life. It doesn't pierce you and it doesn't confirm what only you and God knows. Revelation does that, right? See, see revelation is the valuation and measurement of someone that's going to operate in spiritual authority, not position authority. Is the, see, so that's, that's the valuation, or that's how you're valued based on the amount of, of revelation. What, you, what comes out of your mouth that was revealed from God? Now, we were saying this in, in spiritual authority class. That's our measure for who we're going to listen to. Not if they smooth or if they got all the props in the world. No, what's the revelation? Not if they tickle our itchy ears. No, if they, if they quench the thirst of our, the depths of our heart, that should be the measure. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times the measure is, is performance and entertainment. No, the performance and entertainment, listen, you go to a comedy club, you laugh. And you go home with your problems. It's not a comedy club. You know, motivational speaker. You sit there and you're motivated. And you go home with your problems. Revelation pierces you. That, that pierces you. It changes the way you see. 
And if you change the way you see, it'll change the way you be. Right? I just did that because it rhymed. Right? So I know that's stupid sounding English, but it kind of harmonized. Right? See, so authority is built on God's revelation. Spiritual authority is built on God's revelation. That's what it's built on, right? If God gives revelation, authority is established. But when his revelation is withdrawn, the man is rejected. So you can tell where people are when revelation leaves, though. When, when, when you're listening, but ain't nothing happening. There's no life in the atmosphere, right? There's no life. You know, you know, you can come into a church stubborn. You can come into a church uh, arrogant. You can come into a church offended. And revelation appears through all that mess. Information will only endorse what you showed up with. It'll, you'll find something in the information to magnify where you're already at. But you can't, you know, you ever show up at church, you're offended, you're mad, you just had an argument uh, on your way to church, and you get there and you, and you, you, you laughing and your, to- your toes getting stepped on? You ever, you, ever, you know, because you, you came in and you ever, you ever came in and you believe you was right about something? Just gave your best argument on it and then walked in and revelation hits you, you'd be like, uh, my bad. <laughs> You ever see, see, Revelation does something that bypasses all that noise and goes right to your heart, right? So, Revelation, therefore, is the evidence of authority. It's the evidence of spiritual authority. It's Revelation. So, and, and, and what happens is now you operate different because if I'm operating on Revelation from God, I don't need my might or my strength. The scripture says, not by power, but not by my might, not by might, but by my by your spirit, saith the Lord. I don't need my strength. If our strength and our might, our control, our protection is showing up, we don't can't see God. We don't have revelation. See what I'm saying? So if our authority or spiritual authority is from God, we need not to strengthen it. See, but if it's from ourselves, we're going to be looking to strengthen it. We're going to be looking to force it. We're going to look to demand respect for it, right? Because it's from us. But if it's from God, go ahead with your bad self. You know, somebody can come against it, you know, oh, no, I see something you don't see. See, that's why Stephen can say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. They don't know what they did here. Don't charge this to them. They stoning him. Because he saw, remember he said he looked up, he saw something nobody saw. And what he saw was bigger than what was happening to him. Jesus on the cross, Father, forgive them, but they know not what they do. That man had revelation. He saw something beyond what was happening to him. But if all you see is what's happening to you, you aren't, you're not operating in revelation, and you're not going to operate in authority, and you're not going to be able to do nothing about it. See, Jesus saw through his revelation, he saw something. And what he saw facilitating him placing a demand on power beyond the natural. So he, what, what was happening to him didn't affect him. It only facilitated his resurrection. You know, it only facilitated him getting more power. 
But if you don't have revelation, it's going to tear you down. You're going to stay buried. You see the difference? Stephen was like, whoo, I'm about to go to a whole nother level. But everybody watching didn't have revelations like, oh, poor Stephen. <laughs> Stephen wasn't saying that. He's like, man, they don't see what's going on here. Don't charge this to them because they, they blind. They ain't got no revelation. You see the difference? Yeah, when, when we're magnifying what we're going through, we can't see. All we see is the circumstances we can't see beyond them. But the Bible says Jesus endured the cross because of the glory that was set before him. He saw past the cross to the crown. He saw beyond what was happening to him. It says he endured such a contradiction of sinners. Right? Before that, it says don't faint in your minds. Don't lose sight and go blind and think what you feel, what you see is bigger than what God said. Revelation does that to you. Right? You operate different. And see, this is the thing. That's why we have to watch out for uh, what I call trying to operate in perceived or magnified perceived formalized training versus customized detail training. See, it's two different things. Spiritual authority is it's through, again, sanctification, obedience, and revelation. That's customized detail training just for you. So you can look at somebody else's situation, but you may need to go through more stuff. You may need to wait longer. You may need to be separated from your family, live with strangers for 17 years before God gets you ready for what you know. You could, you could think it's unfair, but if you have revelation, you'd be like, oh, no, you've been prepared for something. You may need to get taken from your family, thrown in a pit, taken through slavery, unfairly sent to prison to get, get, get what, what's, what's stripping you from your ability to see, I got better things for you. See, Joseph had to have some revelation. To not go off and curse God through all that process, he had to see something different. To not be tempted by uh, Potiphar's wife, even if it was, well, I don't want to lose my job, man. Like, I'm, I'm no strangers anyway. I got, I, man, I got a good, I got, I got a top position here. Nah, I can't do this against God. He had to see something different. Not to take the bribe. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's why authority comes through revelation. He ends up with all the authority in the land besides Pharaoh. He's a stranger. All those people that were being formalized, trained, he skipped all of them and was Lord over all of them because he had customized detail training. See, that's the difference between a Daniel. He was, they were strangers. He, he was a president and hooked his boys up with some good jobs too. And they're not from that kingdom. That's why they was trying to set him up for the lion's den. Like, how he going to get this job? See, they couldn't see. If they could see, they'd be like, okay, we need to find out what he's doing. I, I would have changed my meal once I saw what he was eating. Nah, that's cool. Nah, 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 nah. The, what, the Hebrew kid, what did he have? What did he say? Would you give him? Give me that too. 
You know, see, we hate because we can't see. Envy because we can't see. Jealous because we can't see. We think what someone has is taken from us. No, they have what was designed for them. You go through your customized training, you get what's designed for you. Even if you got what they have, you can't live with their armor. You can't fly with their wings. You see the difference? All right. So, see, the, the, the perceived formalized training, that trains your strength. That makes you strong in yourself. The customized detail training, that trains you to yield to God's strength. See, when you go through that customized, see, Joseph trained, trained him to yield to God. Daniel, yield to God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yield to God. Jesus, yield to God. It trained them to yield to God, not to self. When we're under pressure, listen, listen, we, we speak some good scripture stuff, boy, I tell you. Boy, we around here, we know the word, boy. We know the word. But what happens under pressure? What strength responds to the pressure you're under? God's or yours? I mean, you got to be honest. See, if you have revelation, if you be honest. You'll be like, ah, that was me on that one. You'll be honest. Like, we get into so many situations. Listen, around here, as these leaders are growing, you be in situations we have meetings, and then you're already like, okay, newsflash. I'll be telling all my business, don't I? I already know. I've already been watching. I already know what you did and did not do, okay? I'm asking, I'm letting you, I want to see if you discovered it, if you realize it. Then we got to go through an hour conversation of stuff I already know, right? Then we got, you reflex and give an excuse. What, you going to get a spanking? No, the goal is for us to get what we need, customized detail, and when we recognize when you don't have something, we're going to customize to give you what you need so you can be where you want to go. But when you, you hide, sometimes lying, well, we can't give you what you need. You, why are we doing You don't have to do that. And then we, we going through, going back and forth. No, what? No, 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 I didn't say that. When? Well, maybe, I, did, I'm not sure. Nah, I, I, nah, why are we going through all that? You don't want the customized detailed training? You don't want to operate in God's strength? We've already proven our strength ain't getting us nowhere. Our strength ain't getting us nowhere. You see that? See, I was thinking about this in 1 Samuel 16, 17. You don't have to go there because those are two whole chapters, and you know we're not going to read that right now, right? But chapter 16 and 17, you read it to yourself. I was thinking about how David's training was customized, but his brother's training was formalized. Right? If they had that, that, that formalized training, like the training everybody got, you know. You know, we're going we're gonna to take you to the military. We're going to raise you up. You know what I'm saying? Like what James is talking about. Like, and, and we're going to put you in position. You know, we'll get you out here, and based on the top soldier, we'll select the king, you know. So then when, that's why when Samuel showed up, the dad didn't even go get David because David hadn't had the formalized training. I, it's got to be one of these boys. These boys, we done, we done got them in shape. You know, they, 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 they king ready. You no, know, what kind of king? God's type of king? 
or the world's type of king. And so, so Samuel's like, well, you got to have somebody else here because these, these guys ain't the one. And I can see Jesse like, well, he probably had like his best son. Well, well matter of fact, he didn't bring all of them at first, right? He, he brought the best ones. <laughs> it's got to be one of these guys. These guys, man, you know. You know, I can see him getting pumped up. woo Yeah, my boy about to be king. You know, I did a good job of training them, getting them ready. No, 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 no. Out there in the sh- with the sheep was somebody going through customized detailed training, lions and bears. Believe in God with no one else around to depend on but what he had in his hand. So now when, he, when it comes to take out Goliath, he can believe that stones can take out a giant. Not armor and swords like all the formalized people. You see the difference? That's why the Bible says God's taking the foolish things of the world and confound the wise. But he also says, you know, that's uh, 1 Corinthians 1.25, somewhere around there, well, 25 to 31, Right. But also, the scripture says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, right? This is Ephesians 2.10. We are his workmanship, like detailed, customized training for spiritual authority, right? But see, we want to we, we, we wanna skip that. We, we convert customized, detailed training into it's not fair. But how come, how come they're allowed to do that and I'm not to? But you're not comparing yourself to them. We just read that in 2 Corinthians 10, 12, right? Why don't you just embrace your customized training? You, you know why? Because you say it's not fair because you think it's enough. You have enough already. I'm ready for that. Based on what? Why do you think you're ready for it? Based on what? Go ahead. I got time. Why do you think you're ready for it? Why do you think you've been left out? Why do you think you're not considered? Gary, you watching? Why do you think you're not considered? Oh, why do you think it's favoritism? Because you can't see their customized training? Because you've approved yourself already? Help me out. What's, 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 what the problem is? You see, this is what we, this is the struggle, struggle, why God can't get what he wants, because we're trying to give him what we think he should take. Based on what now? Help me out. None of us should be offended. You know why? We're his workmanship. Our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price, bought with a price. So God paid for you and then you stole yourself. Is that what we're doing now? We thieves? We stole ourselves back? He paid the price. We accepted the price. Do we have to go through spiritual video in your dreams tonight? That's that video that you're going to see tonight that you walked down the aisle and accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? Accepted that he buried himself and was raised from the dead for you? So you took the price because you wanted to make sure you got into heaven, right? 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 And then you reneged on what he paid for. 
So now you took yourself back so you would have something to worry about? Something to be depressed about? Something to be mad about? Something to be in fear about? That, so you just took yourself back so you can complain? How about you give him what he paid for and let him resurrect you from there? How about, how about that? How about that? How about that, pastor? How about that? <laughs> right? So look, look, let's go to Philippians. <laughs> how about that? Right? What'd you say? You flowing in the gifts, because I was about to say out my mouth, let it burn! <laughs> right? Well, you flowing in the gifts, boy. You must have been praying today, huh? I'm serious. I, I, I picked that up. I said, I'm going to walk right over here. And it just came in me like, let it burn. Stay in the fire. Let it scorch. All right, so Philippians 3. Let's go to Philippians 3. It's making a little bit of sense to you. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll start here at verse 10. Ah, ah, we can't do verse 10, we got to do 9. Well, we can't do 9, got to do 8. Can't do 8, we got to do 7. So let's start at 7. Let's start at verse 7. Because this fits. It says, for what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for what? Christ. Right? Verse 8. It says, yea, doubtless, without second guessing what I committed to, right, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my what? My Lord. It didn't say my Savior. It said my Lord. It says, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. He redundantly is saying, lost, lost, gave it up, gave it up, it's gone. Right? Right? Loss of all things. Right? It says, and do count them but dung. Yeah, I know what that is. Right? That I may what? Win Christ. It says, in being found where? In him, right? Not having my own righteousness, my own formalized, customized, what I think I deserve training, which is of the law. It says, but that, that which is through faith of, through the faith of Christ, right? The righteousness which is of God by faith. Now, get to what I was supposed to get to. Verse 10, that I might know him, that's be intimate with him, Right? And the power of what? His resurrection. See, to be known is to be intimate with. So I'm so as one with him, I, I don't understand the resurrection. I haven't just heard about the resurrection. Oh, I know the power of the resurrection. See, see, that power that raised him is the power that he's breathing and living through to change our lives to this day. See, that power that God used to raise him up is the all power that went through his veins that he uses now to raise us up if we let him. If we let him. So we want to be intimate with that power and that, the power of that resurrection. But we can't be intimate until we die to ourselves. All right, so that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Uh-oh. And the fellowship of his sufferings, giving up all I am, all my strength, right? It says, and being made conformable unto his death. 
I'm conforming to him burying himself and allowing himself to be resurrected. It's if, if by, see if I do this, right, after the semicolon, if by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead. So I'm dying not to just stay there, I'm dying so I can attain that resurrection of the dead, have that supernatural power flowing through me, and now I'm living with that power flowing through me. I'm not living through my own sight and my own might. I'm, in, I'm living through his light. You see, you see the difference? It says, not as though I already attained, either were already perfect or complete, but I follow after if that I may apprehend for that which also I am, I am apprehended of, and that's Christ, right? Well, I'll just read 13. It says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God inside Christ Jesus. I add the side, but in Christ Jesus. See, fellowship with his customized suffering, that's his training. Loss of position, loss of powerless authority to experience his customized authority or resurrection to all power. I'm fellowshipping with his suffering, the loss of all my position, the loss of my powerless authority, so I can really have true, genuine spiritual authority, right? But I'm going to have to let go of my reins, let go of myself, let go of my fears, let go of my lust, let go of my uh, protective custody. I'm going to have to float in God on this one. See, that's why the foundation of this church, we're equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. But, okay, look, 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 look. So this is one of our foundational scriptures, right? Let's go to Galatians 4. See, see, we struggle with our dead moments in life. You're, you know, when it seems like nothing's happening. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like nothing's exciting. Uh, nobody's calling you up for a date. So then you just, you just settle for anybody. You get thirsty, right? Just talk to anybody. Just to have somebody talk to. That's what we're doing right now? You could be in those, those what you call dead moments. Those are buried moments where you're buried to self. That's, you're, so, so. I wouldn't get up until God resurrect me. Let God make somebody call me. I know it's God if somebody calls me and they're speaking to me what God already said to me. How about that? Because you know the counterfeit's going to call too. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Since, since some of y'all been answering some of them counterfeit calls. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Y'all got to go down the aisle, right? But what happened is I can't... <laughs> I can't, I can't handle this. I'm bored. No, no, no. You're not bored. You're buried. It's a difference, man. You got to embrace it. Uh, easy for you to say, Pastor. You're, you've been married 30 years and, 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 you know, you're in purpose and, you know, you, you don't understand. What, you think I just was born this way? I went years by myself. Okay, no, by myself when you looked at me on the outside. But I wasn't by myself. I was with God. 
I used that time to grow in God. And I wasn't bored. I had plenty of stuff to study. And, you know, I was working on, I was working out, dreams, doing different things. Well, uh, and then when I, I, I connected to a church, I just had plenty of stuff to do at the church. And since I was free as a single person, I just did multiple stuff. Oh, I'll do that over there. Fine, I'll do that over there. I was at every service. Like, you got listen. I'm at all the services. I'm at, I'm at the, uh, I went to a Baptist church at first when I first came to Ohio. I was at the, the prayer meeting on Saturday, early in the morning. I'm like, there's that prayer meeting, I'll be there. Then they had a, a that's why I knew survival kit. They had survival kit class, I did that, right? They had the, uh, the Tuesday night, it was kind of like, it wasn't really a Bible study, it was almost a testimony service. I'm showing up for that. They had a lock-in for the youth. I was at the lock-in. Now, what, what y'all doing? I'm just, I'm, I'm doing that. Whatever y'all doing, I'm doing that. What else am I doing? Saturday night, my sister studied for a Sunday school class that she had to teach on Sunday. Guess what? I'm studying Saturday night. What else? I'm trying to get this thing, right? So what else am I doing? Because I'm not hanging out. I, 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 I'm done with all that stuff. And I'm not connecting with people just for the sake of, I just need to be with somebody. And Christ is like, what, so what am I? But see, you can't see him, so you think he's not there. Revelation helps you to see. See, see, you can't have all that other junk and see God. So tell you what, I remember I said this. I said, you know what? I'm tired of these crazy women out here. They weren't crazy, but I, everybody I dealt with was crazy. I said, so Lord, I just wait till you send me somebody. In the meantime, I'll just get locked in when you, to you. It just worked out real good. See, it worked out real good. So, so now I'm not, is that the one? Is that the one? Maybe that's the one. It could be that one. I'm not doing all that. See, 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 because you don't show up with revelation. We're not, oh, this, oh, thank you, Lord. The first thing that came out of my wife's mouth was, are you a minister? My response was, nah, you know, I, I, you know, I got a pro tryout next week. I had a tryout the next week, that, the day I met her. But guess what came out of her mouth? What I was going to do in the future. Revelation. Uh-oh, uh-oh, that messed you up right now, right? Oh. For the people on, watching online, my, my wife is back there going, I saw it. I saw that. But, but, but my, my point is, we're looking for somebody to say, oh, you handsome. Listen, I, I talked to, I met somebody before I, before I met her. I was single. I was a housing inspector, code enforcement officer. I took the person to court. And so I met the person. I'm talking about God. I did it on purpose, no matter what I was doing. I'm working for the, 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 the city. But I'm still talking about God. And so the person called me up, never gave the person my number. They found out, called me up, and they said, uh, uh, well, you know, you was talking about God, this, that, and the other. And so, so I was busy. They called me later. It's wonderful hearing your voice. I said, well, you just messed up a good friendship. See, I'm not trying to hear wonderful hearing my voice. <laughs> like, like, what's that about? See, see, some of y'all want to hear that mess. No, no, I need revelation. I'm looking for a woman of God. Are you serious? I don't went through all the crazy. I don't need crazy. I need somebody that spends time with God. 
Okay. All right. See, see, David egged me on. He's like, come on, Pastor. Get him. <laughs> All right, so this is Galatians 4. We're in Galatians 4. Now, my heading says the believer's inheritance. Right? The believer's inheritance. All right, so uh, Galatians 4 verse 1, it says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he or she is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he or she be Lord of all. So even though that heir is designated to be Lord, operating a level of authority, they're treated like a child. Right? No, I'm sorry. They're treated like a servant as long as they're at a child state. Children, we talked about that when I was a child, spoke as a child, thought as a child, understood as a child. Children always think about them. What about me? They don't care what's going on around them. They can't see outside themselves. So that's why people, when they grow up in church, they're offended or they're, they're offended, they're mad, and they're depressed because it's all about them. They can't see outside themselves. They can use all that energy to be serving in the kingdom, but they're using all that energy to serve themselves. Like children. <laughs> Give me my diaper. Give me my diaper. Where's my huggies? Where's my huggies? I want my Gerbers now. We're doing the same thing. We don't replace Gerbers with, I want a boyfriend. I want a girlfriend. I want a car. I want a house. You know, put me in a position. Where's my position? I want my position now. Give it to me now. We're doing the same thing. Because we childish. So as long as you're childish, you're treated like a servant, even though you're supposed to be an heir. Right? And it says, but that person is under tutors and governors, trainers and teachers, until the time appointed of the father. When the father sees that person is ready and can see, and has went through their customized detailed training, through the tutors and governors, and they pass the test, God gives people what he wants them to have. He, he promotes them. He provides for them. He prospers them. But why would he prosper somebody that's not all in with him? It doesn't make sense. Why would he prosper somebody that hasn't passed the test? It's all in itself. Still searching the internet? Do you know that takes time that we could be spending with God? You got time? You can afford, oh, oh, you can, oh, you're in school for uh, uh, fixing planes, right? Something that's close, right? What is it? Is it fixing planes? Aircraft mechanic? All right. What, you, do you know what it is? I mean, because you're in, what is it? Aviation mechanic. Okay, that's cool. That's a, isn't that fixing planes? Isn't that fixing planes? It's, it's fixing planes. I, I, I'm not at the school. If the frame break, they're going to call for a mechanic to fix it, right? Okay. Why are you making me work? <laughs> right, but all right, so you got to do this, right? Like, you, you can't skip steps. Okay, if you skip some steps, let's say you just play around, you skip steps, and they pass you anyway. 
and you're now a, a certified or whatever they give you, you graduate as an aviation mechanic. The plane breaks down. You know how we waiting in the, in the, in the tarmac because the plane done broke down. And they call Chris. He don't know what he's doing. They just skipped him through, though. So we're going to take off. And our landing gear ain't coming down because Chris don't know what he's doing. That's what we're doing. Just like I have a friend that's a pilot. They got to go. He got to go through all his checks. So we got in a plane. He was taking me up in the air. Got in a plane. He so I was like, you got to do this every time you come in? He said, yeah. He says, because if I forget something, let's say I don't check the landing gear. Now we up in the air and I realize, oh, I forgot to check the landing gear. Let me check it now. It doesn't work. I'm in the air. We got to land without the gear. No, I need to know before I go up. Are y'all listening? I need to know before I'm elevated if something ain't working right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And once I find out, I'm going to call Chris. Now, Chris can't. Let me think. Am I supposed to turn this one? Is it this piece? Oh, it don't make a difference. It does make a difference. Actually, you have a phenomenal job. Lives are at stake. So if you decide to play around and not learn the information, you can call somebody they live. If you decide, you know what? I'm going to get drunk right before I go into work today. You can call somebody they live. If you decide to be impaired at any time, somebody's life can, 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 somebody can just die. You understand that's my responsibility too? I can call somebody to die. Do you think we need to be seen? Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's why it's the appointed time of the Father. That's why you can't skip what you need. See, you can, you can, you know how sometimes we got in positions because we done cried ourselves in it, complained in it, got on people's nerves. People, oh, poor baby, and they just give, give you the spot. They ain't helping you because you ain't ready for it. But, but, but that's not a put down. You, want, you don't want something you're not ready for at a high level of authority. You can cost somebody their life. You have a calling. You got to go through the preparation. Lives are at stake. You're a spiritual aviation mechanic. Do you understand that? You can't skip a step. Hopefully you got that. See, 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 knowing who you are in air, are you willing to serve delegated authority to operate in authority? See, that's a part of your, your training. See, we're trying to skip that. Listen, listen. So I'm going to hit you with this here. Okay, so I'm senior pastor. That's co-pastor. Together, we're pa we pastor this church, right? You could, I'm saying this respectfully. You can suck up to the pastors all you want, but it's God's church. You got you to gotta submit to every authority that God put in place. You can't skip authority and come to us. What are we doing here? 
that's like your kids skipping over, you know, the authority in the house and they try to pick who they want to go to, who they think and get more favor with. Listen, I'll be nice to you because I love you, but I don't determine your promotion. God does. Hey, listen, I'm, listen, I, I have to be honest. You can give me whatever you want. I'll take it. But, I, you know, I'll be like, okay, if, you, if you're giving it to me because God says, fine. If you're giving it to me because you figure that's going to get you in, I'm still going to take it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. You know, they, they hooking me up. But I don't think they know. I'm not the one to make the decisions. <laughs> but I, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ is Lord. And so, so, so look at Joshua submitting all that time under Moses. See, we look at Joshua, but Joshua went through customized training. And to trip is, Joshua went into the promised land. So, he went to levels Moses never, never participated in. Moses got to see it, but he didn't get to enter in. But Joshua served at a whole nother level, right? As opposed to Moses ain't all that, right? Elijah serving Elijah all those years. It said, man, he served them so closely. We was talking about having the spirit of your leader uh, was that this morning or yesterday? One of those days. I think it was this morning. Look, Elijah, J-A-H, he slapped that man on, 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 on that river and it opened up. Elijah came right behind, slapped, his, slapped that man on that river and it opened up. And, it, it, and, it, and the scripture says he received a double portion. He served him for years. Water, nothing deep. And then when he was like, hey, now nah, just stay here. I'll be right back. No, nah, that's all right. I'm not. Nah, I'm, I'm going where you go. No, nah, no, nah, I need you to stay right here. See, he picked up. After a while, he picked up in the spirit. He knew. See, we, wanted, we want somebody to give us a script. When we follow, follow the leader. This ain't follow the leader. This is follow the spirit of the leader. See, see so, so we got to know. No, nah, nah, it's, it's cool. No, 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 no. I'm not going nowhere. Because, see, he had already told him in advance, if you see me and when I elevate to another level, you're going to receive a double portion of the anointing. So he's like, wherever you go, I'm going. No, I'm good. So Elijah operating in default. He's like, I don't care what you're operating in. As you go to another level, I'm going to go to another level. I, listen, I took that thing. I mean, uh, the pastor could be out of town, stuff like that. I figured out what the schedule was. I just, listen, on my own dime, I'll be right there. What you need me to do? I'd be right there as if I was being paid to travel to serve him. Because if, if the anointing was crossing over, he was breaking through another level, I was right there. I was right there, front row, right there. What you need? No, 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 no. don't worry about it. I, whatever you need, I, I, I'll take care of it. I was operating as if I was at the church and I was somewhere else, and people thought he flew me out there with him because I got there before he did. I, I checked out the land. I knew with mics, with waters, with stuff like that. I knew where we could eat and what time was it and what time it closed. I knew all this stuff ahead of time because I was like, oh, no, if you go to another level, I'm going to be right there. I'm right on it, right on the hills. And it benefited my life, right? See, see, 
I've been given authority or authorized only to do what's best. Having been submitted to the training of my tutors and governors, my delegated authority. So that's the thing. The reason why you go through this, this training to be authorized, because once you authorize, God knows you're going to do what's best. All things are lawful, but not expedient, not best. We'll do what's best, not what's comfortable, not what's easy, not based on pressure, not based on familiarity, not because we cool, not because, well, that person likes me, so I'm going to hook them up in a position because I need a bunch of people around me that like me because most people are not listening to me, so I need a bunch of people that, 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 I, that owe me. That person's not ready for authority either. Right, see, and that's what, the, that's what happened with the prodigal son. He said, give me my portion. See, that's like us saying, give me my, unor- my, my, my unauthorized position. That's what the portion was. See, if, see him getting this, when he got his initial portion, he, it hadn't gone, it hadn't went through any training or tests, so he wasn't going to have any authorized authority. So that's why he spoiled everything. He wasn't ready for it. Right? You know, th- this is what the message says, uh, Luke 15, 17. Luke 15, 17 out of the message. Luke 15, 17. All right, it says, it says that brought him to his senses, or, you know, the uh, King James Version says he came to himself, right? You know, this is when he was eating a pig slop, you know, after, you know, he, he lost everything. He was like, I'll just take any job. And they had him uh, with the pigs, and he just, I eat what the pigs eat. It says that brought him to his senses. Right, he said, all these farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day, and here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my father, and I'll say to him, I have sinned against God, basically against God's authority, God's direct authority. Then he said, I have sinned, I, I have sinned before you. That was, the father was God's what? Delegating authority, Right? He says, I don't deserve to be called your son, authorized to be an authority. He says, take me on as a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. He, uh, he then was received as an heir and ready for God's portion, authorized authority, because he came back willing to be a servant and was received as a son. Because the whole time, all he needed to do was operate as a servant until his appointed time. But he wanted to skip steps and get his portion now, not knowing your portion unauthorized will only be like you're only being temporarily in authority. So, you know, it's just like breaking out of a house too soon. You break out of the house. But, but, you know, and I shared this with a young man, a youth I was talking to. Like, I can't wait till I turn 18. I said, watch yourself. He said, what do you mean watch this up? I said, because you want to transition out. I said, if you transition out, you leave with the inheritance and the anointing of the household. I said, if you break out, you out there on your own with no anointing. And that's why people go through stuff, because they don't know how to transition. Because, you know, people start feeling themselves. Um, and not, not because they're evil, because, again, they, I'm like the prodigal son. we overconfident. We think we're ready as opposed to really allowing God to show us we're ready. So just because we're old enough to do things on our own doesn't mean we, we get to skip submitting to God's system and God's process operating in God's kingdom. You know, and that's what happened. You know, when I went to college, I like, cool. First thing, 
I'm not going to church because can't nobody make me. If I was smart, I would have kept the process that I was under. And I wouldn't have went through the, the craziness or, if I could say it this way, the hell I went through. Right? Right? And that's, that's why we go through stuff because we, we, we start to think because we can, we're ready. And we're not always ready because we can. Right? See, spiritual authority. Submitted to those over you and serving those under you. Submitted to those over you and serving those under you. Right? That's operating in spiritual authority. See, those that operate in their own authority, they're not submitted to those over them. And they're lording over those under them. You see the difference? So when I'm, when I'm operating spiritual authority, I'm submitted to those that are over me, right? But I'm serving those that are under me. I'm serving them authority, right? But when I'm operating my own authority, I'm not submitted to those over me, right? And I'm lording over those that are under me. You see the difference? But the Bible says those that are serving, well, let's go to, this will be, our last scripture, a couple comments, and then we're done. Matthew 20. Learn something today. Just trying to get it, get it, get, trying to get us to get it, get it, get it. We go through these highs and lows because we think our whole life is about getting to a place where we can just chill, do what we want to do. Not knowing that true chilling is resting in God. All right, so uh, Matthew 20, verse 27. Look, it says, and whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Whosoever should be chief among you. So who's going to be leader should operate as a servant. Highest level of leadership is high level of service. It says, even the son of man, it was, it was, it was, this was after the colon, so it's explaining that scripture and giving you an example. It says, even the son of man came not to be ministered to or to be served, but to minister, to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. See, so when you, so the highest level of leadership is the high level of service. We're skipping the whole process of preparing ourselves for elevation. See, and this is the thing. A part of that service is listening. See, if you're open to listen, if you're open to listen, you deserve to be heard. But if you're shutting out, like if you size up who you're listening to, then people are going to size up listening to you. So how are you going to operate in authority? Ain't nobody listening to you. But nobody's listening to you because you ain't listening. You're doing what you want to do. You only hear what tickles your ear. And that's the things that confirm what you want to do. But you don't hear what you need to do because that doesn't line up with your own understanding, your own philosophy. See, the person that's, that's advising themselves, uh, oh, I said that was last scripture, but this is the audible. Proverbs. 18. We've read this scripture plenty of times here. Um, Proverbs 18. 
verse 2. Proverbs 18, verse 2. It says, a fool has no delight in understanding. They ain't listening to nobody. It says, but that his heart may discover itself. The person just want to hear themselves. And, and so the things that line up with my philosophy are approved. Not what line up with God and what we need for our customized training, right? See, if no one can tell you what to do, you forfeit your right to have authority in the lives of others. If nobody can tell you what to do. And, and, and now, now watch it, because you, you will say, oh, no, just tell me, tell me. No, 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 that's what your mouth say. What does your action say? See, right now, when you walk out or you walk around and you do opposite of what you hear from God, you've determined that you don't approve of that scripture. I don't approve of that message. Right? With your actions, not with your lip service, with your actions. So when you do opposite of what you hear because you operate in your own stubbornness, see, the thing is the world tries to get you and train you to be locked in under your own protective custody and rigid. And what you say to yourself is, if you can break through, you got my attention. No, open the door and let, and let people in. See, see, so what happens is you're thinking your power and your might is going to get you to what you wanna, where you, you want to go. And that's dangerous. It's dangerous for all of us. I know I lived that dangerous life for a long time. I remember talking to my brother one day. Uh, we was at a funeral, and he's drilling me, drilling me. So whatever he drilled, I was like, I see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Well, I was looking at it from disrespect. Well, you're right. You know, so, and then some things he was asking because, I, I, you know, I shifted my lifestyle. So, so he's trying to, you know, stump me on, on I guess, how I'm living, but I, it wasn't, I wasn't really trying to win. I'm going to share with you what I know, and what I don't know I'm not talking about, or I'll let you know I'll find out. So we went through this for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes, going back and forth. And I guess he was, he was looking at me the way I was or at least testing to see if I really changed. I don't know which one. But he said something. He says, you think I'm antagonizing you, don't you? I said, that's exactly what I was thinking. I didn't say it, but I was thinking. He said, I'm not antagonizing you. He said, Keith, I'm doing what you used to do. I said, what are you talking about? He said, if we can answer your questions, we got your attention. He says, so I'm actually going through all this. If you answer my questions, you got my attention. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so I was like, wow. So I was, I was rolling like that because now I've established a, 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 almost some hoops or I've established some, some doors. I've established some uh, locks. And if you can turn the combination right, I'll let you in. But who established this stuff? Me. Who established these philosophies, these, these, these little ways? To me. I didn't ask God. It's me. So who, I've used my greatness and my gift. Y'all already know I'm an exhaustive thinker. I'm a cerebral mind. So I used all of that to create uh, almost a, a maze. And if you can get through the maze, okay, are you legit? But God has an appointed time. While the person's trying to get through the maze and they got all the answers that I need, it could be my time. And I'm missing out on the information to fulfill what I'm supposed to do 
all because I've set up these hoops and these fail-safes because I think that's going to protect me. But who thought of it? Me, my understanding, my strength. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. It wasn't God. So I had to shut all that down and say, okay, God, we'll just do it your way. And, 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 and I'm, I'm going to go in knowing that sometimes I'm going to be misunderstood. Sometimes I'm going to be hurt. Sometimes I'm going to get played. Sometimes people are going to take advantage. Sometimes they're going to look at me like, you weak. You're going to let them get away with that? But I got to understand, I got to see through revelation, there's a bigger plan going on here. I got to receive this double for my shame. I got to see vengeance comes from the Lord. See, when I see that, I've taken all the heat, all the embarrassment without defending myself. We, we went through this in class, didn't we? Spiritual authority, one of the credentials is make no defense for yourself. No, 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 that's not what really happened. Let me show you what really happened. No, I don't want you to think, man, think what you want to think. Because I got somebody that really is more important than what they think. I, unless I love my family. Well, my family, what my family thinks is not more important than what God thinks. Listen, she will tell you, I love that woman back there. But God is more important than what she thinks. God is more important than what I think to her. Do you understand? God is definitely more important than what everybody thinks in the building. And I love everybody in the building. I consider what everybody has, you can put it on the table. But if God tells me something, man, listen, you can be mad, sad, talk about me. You can say, this, he booed a fool, he's stupid, you know, he's too spiritual. You can tell me what you want. I, listen, when I first came to the kingdom, I'm the Bible boy. Here's the Bible boy. Here, listen, people didn't invite me to stuff, and I, we went to the same church. I'm in a counseling session, and the guy goes, hey, uh, are you going to such and such bachelor's party? I was like, no, nah, I didn't know about the bachelor party. He was like, huh? But don't you, uh, that person's in here every week. You mentor them, you just another. I said, yeah. He says, and you don't know about the bachelor party? You would think he would share with you. I said, don't worry about it. I said, certain things people don't invite me to. Even at church. This was at the other church. This is not here. This is at the other church. You know why they invite me? Because people were growing, so they weren't compromised. They wouldn't invite me because... I wasn't compromising. And you could, oh, so you, listen, we used to play basketball and, you know, that's, I, I would have to pray, y'all gonna get mad, but I used to pray before I would play with the church. I'm not talking about in leagues, I'm talking about like pickup. They play on Sunday. And I was like, okay, I gotta be prayed up. Because one, I'm a target because I actually played basketball. Two, I'm a minister at the church. So some people would cheap shot me, they would just be coming at me. One, one dude was almost playing football. And, and, and the way he hit me, I saw him. I saw him at the last minute. So I caught him with my shoulder. If I didn't, he would have knocked me in, into, well, my wife don't like hearing that, but he would have knocked me into a wall. And he was there. What I said inside was, hmm, okay. I, I knew I couldn't get mad or go off because I'm the minister. I knew it was personal. And then, so I didn't do nothing. He, so he, he, he was walking around, oh, so you, you holier than now because I'm not mad. So if I'm mad, you're going to trip. I'm not mad at you tripping. So I didn't go off. So, so what I said was, I, I, I have only, only one way to handle this. We're going to get you off the court. So, so now somebody else was playing defense on me. So I just, I had like five straight shots, and they got off the court. But I didn't go, what would you say? I didn't say nothing. 
I, I didn't need to say nothing. See, see, and he was there that day. So he was watching. He was like, so, are you, who are you? You know, Isaac was there. And see, he was wondering. He was wondering how this leader was tripping, but I wasn't. But I had to really be prayed up. I already knew what it was. And, I, and, and a person, somebody could think I was a punk. They could think whatever I want. I don't really care about all that because I see something different. You understand? I'm not tripping on population or nothing because I see what God is doing. See, I, I see the value of quality more than quantity. I say, because I, I see the revelation. Listen, what we have can change the world. I'd rather have that than have a bunch of people sucking up to me. So my reputation looks good around the country. No, I want God's reputation to look good around the country. So stop looking around and look to God. The Bible says, if I be lifted, I'll draw all men unto me. That's our foundation for this church. You see the difference? That's all we got to do. See God. All right, that's enough. Sorry. <laughs> That's all. That's all. That's all for today. Any thoughts? <laughs> Any thoughts? Questions? Wisdom? Insight? How were you challenged? <laughs>